You're listening to The Private Citizen. This is episode 156 for Thursday, the 20th of July, 2023. The Widening Gyre. Hello, everybody. My name is Fab. I'm your host. In case you still, you might still remember who I am. Coming to you live from Düsseldorf in Germany. Uh, from the Fab Industries podcasting studios that haven't been uh, been used a lot recently. And yeah, I'm back. Uh, this is... I, I, you, you probably thought this was never going to happen, uh, but it has. Uh, I'm back with the show for a while. And I'm going to explain to you... This is what this show is going to be about. I'm going to mostly... I'm going to explain to you what happened. Um, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about Modern Solution. And you might remember this very interesting software development slash IT security story uh, from a few years ago that I reported on and there's been some new developments and uh, yeah, keep you updated on that. I've been working on that recently. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> nice to have you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Is that everything? I haven't done this in a while. I'm like, I don't know how this works anymore. Um, <laughs> it's, it's been it's been way too long. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, if, I might as well. Let's just let's just get crack straight into it. Um, I'm I'm live streaming this on Twitch as well. Uh, by the way, as usual, so we might have some live feedback. We'll see. Um, so uh, yeah. So let's let's start uh, with the with the first topic here immediately, and then. Uh, Let's get let's get right into it. I don't I don't know how this works. I don't know what buttons to press. Wait, that was the wrong. That was definitely the wrong button. Let's let's try this one. So uh, <laughs> let's start with the elephant in the room. Uh, my unplanned uh, podcast hiatus. Um, yeah, I hadn't I hadn't planned to not do a podcast for about two months or whatever it's been, um, and there's nothing terrible that's happened. It's just like general life uh, stuff. Um, I feel uh, very overwhelmed. I mean, I did the, the the title of the uh, of the podcast uh, says it all. I took it from one of my um, favorite poems by uh, William Butler Yeats. Um, that starts uh, like this, which explains my life right now quite well. Um, turning and turning in the widening gyre, the falcon cannot hear the falconer. Things fall apart, the center cannot hold. Where anarchy is loosed upon the world. The blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack, the best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. Um, good poem, by the way. Second coming, uh, W. B. Yeats. Yeats, sorry. Um, yeah. Um, so that's kind of my life right now. It's not um anything uh, dramatic. It's just um work, and there have been some unpleasant developments related to my work. It's just general, you know, being a freelancer. Uh, some some tax bullshit that I have to deal with. Um, some insurance bullshit, which is just like normal. Bureaucracy that has kind of piled up that I had to deal with, and that's come on top of everything else. So there's there's nothing serious that has happened, but like I've been I've just been busy. I've been I've been traveling for work, 
Um, I've been traveling for pleasure. I haven't been home much. Then when I was home, I had to do like some bookkeeping bullshit. Um, so it's just been, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to earn some money uh, in between. So I've just had a hell of a time and uh, trying to report uh, record a podcast and I haven't been able to. Um, I'm very sorry for that. Um, I'm trying to rectify this. Um, it's difficult. I, I won't be able to do a show in the next two weeks. I already know that. Um, because there's some other stuff that's come, that's coming up, including some pleasure. I mean, I'm I'm going to Italy to see Bruce Springsteen, uh, which I've also seen like um, in since we uh, last since you last heard me. I've uh, I've seen him in Düsseldorf, which was an amazing concert. But I'm re- really looking forward to the one um, I'm seeing him in uh, in Monza on the Formula One track. Um, my wife gave this to me as a birthday present last year because I've never seen Springsteen. In Italy, and the Italian concerts are famously um, amazing. So, I've been looking forward to that very much, um, and that's one of the things um, I'm doing. I'm also kind of having seen that concert in Düsseldorf. It kind of felt like a farewell uh, tour to me. So, I'm very happy that I get to see him again, and that I get actually get to see him maybe last time with the e Street Band. I don't know, but like I get to see him in Italy, uh, which will be amazing. Uh, but yeah, there's lots of lots of lots of stuff has been going on. Um, a lots of it pleasure, and I mean, I mean, one of the reasons I've talked about this before, one of the reasons I haven't been able to do podcasts is that um, I'm I'm doing a lot of exercise and and sports recently, um, which I've I've taken up and which has been really good for my my health and just my general well being, and I've kind of promised myself not to drop that in favor of work, so like not to say. I'm not going to the ballroom during gym today, even though I plan to, because I really need to record a podcast. So that's one of the reasons why the podcast has suffered. Um, but it's like kind of for personal well-being reasons, which I think are very important. So, you know, I kind of really don't want to apologize for that. I'm just going to explain what has been happening. I've been doing hell of a lot of bouldering. I've uh, recently, um, last week I did like three, um, three days of like kickboxing training, which was fucking brutal. I mean, I was like dead, <laughs> like especially because all the other people in the room were like half my age. <laughs> it, it really showed. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm. Don't worry. Like I'm doing. I'm doing really well. Um, so that's not the issue. The issue is just time. And I'm when I'm back, like um, from like you know, from the stuff I'm doing, like work and and other trips and and other stuff. I just I have some stuff to do uh, when I'm home. But it's gonna be. It's gonna take about two weeks. After that, I really want to get into podcasting regularly again. Um, once a week, I, I I gave up on like catching up on the episode of episodes I've missed. That is not happening. Um, but I definitely want to want to give you an episode a week again, and uh, I'm gonna find myself into that somehow. Um, and uh, yeah, um, hello Astral, how are you doing? Astral's in Twitch chat. Beware of escaped lines. Are there any escaped lines? in italy <laughs> that i wait let me just quickly google that um escaped lines i've you know i've also not be kept up with the news oh escape line calls lockdown in berlin oh don't worry i'm very far from berlin uh <laughs> yes i'm like that line will have to how far is berlin from Düsseldorf? uh Düsseldorf, berlin distance uh 
Oh, and that line will have to walk over 500 kilometers. I don't, I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's happening. Um, uh, it's summer. It's hot. It's very hot. I really like it, <laughs> actually. Um, you know, we're going to Italy, and then there's it's like 45 degrees there right now. <laughs> and people are like, oh, my God, how can you go there? And I'm like, it's quite awesome. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend it's fucking the desert in Australia. I'm going to love it. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be fine. Some some stuff like last time we were there a few years ago with the with the camping van as well. Uh, it was like thirty eight degrees, I think, and some stuff melted <laughs> like on the bus. I had like some plastic lying in the um, you know where the front like windscreen is on the on that dashboard thing, whatever. This <laughs> was some plastic that just melted. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I I'm fine. Um, so basically, that's what's happening. Ha what's what's happening? That that's what has been happening. This is um, what caused the somewhat unplanned hiatus. It's just been like craziness, like just life craziness. And it's literally been like, I'm not making this up. There have been like several situations. I think at least three or four times where I was like preparing to do a podcast. I actually have like, uh, I think three sets of finished podcast show notes. Um, but then something came up like one time, literally like the the wife had like a, a another like she does like um, science and then you know she does things with um with patients and there was like a heart transplant happening um so I <laughs> had to drive her to the to the heart transplant thing because she was like I'm going by the bike and I'm like you can you just you went to sleep you wake up you can hardly walk I'm just gonna drive you get a coffee. <laughs> And uh, that that's like I think that's like the second time that happened. Um, the second time I had to um, sacrifice a podcast because of that. But like there's been there's been several incidents. Uh, there's been another thing where like I I had like a week where like okay I got this week I got nothing planned I can do like podcast whatever and then like literally shit happened. And then it's like, oh, now I have to do this, and then I have to do that, and then something on the car broke, and it was like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, it's been a, it's been a mess. Uh, but there's also been a lot of fun. I've been like to a, to a music festival and 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 all all kinds of shit. So I'm not complaining. I'm just you know, it's just been, it's been unplannable hell uh, for some time. Um, I hope I can get out of that. I, I at least did a lot of work on like the paperwork shit. Um, to have the, the the paperwork out of the way and and stuff like that, so um, that should that should calm down. Um, yeah, we'll see. And I have to get some podcasts in before September because in September Starfield's gonna come out, and I think I'm gonna play that for like a week straight. <laughs> Probably gonna stream that on Twitch or whatever. But like, yeah. Um, anyway, um, everything's been fine. It's just been you know that's 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 what's been going on. Um, yeah. But um, let's, um, yeah, uh, bef before I get into the other stuff I want to talk about, it's just, um, you know, um, I'd love to hear from you. Like, um, you can, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk a bit later. I'm not going to include any feedback in the show, uh, but I'm, you know, this, I'm going to explain, you know, how to send me feedback and everything. Um, I, I'd love to hear from you, you know, what's what's been going on. Did you think I was dead? Um, I, I I'd love to hear from the from the supporters of the show because uh, by and large they've just stuck with me even though I've just like dot released the show uh, but you know I had some I mean I had some of these problems earlier and I, I talked about this earlier so people might have 
um, realized what was going on, but like, yeah. Um, I hope you're all good. And, you know, if you got some um, some stuff, yeah, what I really want to know from you is um, I have like the, sh the, 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 the shitty thing about not being, um, not doing a show is so much has happened and there's lots of shit that um, like really needs to get talked about, I think. Like lots of important stuff um, that hasn't been uh, covered in news or has been covered like weirdly and um, lots of things that have been going on. So if you have um, any anything you want me to cover, um, anything you want me to prioritize, please let me know. Um, I would, um, I would uh, you know, that would be helpful. That would be really cool. Um, so I can kind of decide what what to prioritize because basically i lost the plot there's been like i've, I've like could during this time you know I've, I, pl I was planning to do shows so i have like lists and my notebooks are full of shit that i want to cover but now it's like so much i don't even know where to start i'm gonna have to you know when i'm when i'm when i'm back from the next kind of the next things i'm gonna do and i'm, I'm gonna start the show up again i'm gonna have to like kind of sit down and prioritize um which is gonna be hard. I mean, there's like, just so much craziness been happening. Um, just like reporting and, and weird things, of, of course, Ukraine and everything. But yeah, um, I, I'd love to hear from you. I'm gonna gonna at the end of the show, I'm gonna explain um, how to do that. Let's um, let's move on and talk about the uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about here, though. <laughs> Yeah, so the other story, this is actually something I've been working on. This is one of the reasons I was unexpectedly busy. Um was like uh, I I've been working more on the um modern solution story. If you don't remember that or you ha haven't listened to the show I, I, when I talked about that, you know, it's it's understandable. Uh, I originally covered this in episode uh, 91 which was on the 20th of October 2021. So ages ago. Um but uh, just to to quickly recap you on this story, so um, I uh, there was a story in a German uh, tech magazine about like a programmer who um, or yeah programmer IT security expert who um, found a security vulnerability in in some software from a German company and. Uh, didn't really get rewarded for reporting the vulnerability, but like got like has got his offices searched and stuff like you know his his computer and stuff seized uh, by the police as kind of a reward and and i found the story amazing so i contacted um, some people and you know actually got in contact with the among other people with the actual um guy uh the it security uh guy who got you know who, who is uh at was at the center of this um so so to recap what happened, um, there's a German company which is hilariously called Modern Solution, uh, which provides a software solution, <laughs> for lack of a better word. It's not very modern, but what they do is like if you if you are selling things on the internet, right? You got a, I don't know, you got a website. You, you're selling something. Um, there are uh, lots of marketplaces including Amazon. I don't even, I don't know if they do this, if they actually, if Amazon's part of their service, but like um, there are German um, companies that are kind of like Amazon. There's one called uh, Check24, Check uh, 
there's one called Otto. There's you know other other companies. They're like online marketplaces, and they have like Amazon. They have a program where like if you if you have a store and you sell sell stuff, you can um, also sell um, via Amazon. And what this company does is like an interface. It interfaces your I don't know, let's say you have a Shopify store or whatever, right? You have a website and you have like a, a, a an online store. It interfaces that with Amazon, well, not with Amazon, but like with these other bigger marketplaces so that your inventory appears on there as well. And, you know, all the product um, uh, description and everything appears on that marketplace. And then people on that marketplace, which is the big benefit, like they don't have to sign on to your website, right? This is why companies also sell stuff at Amazon uh, because people are already logged in at Amazon. They can just pay that, right? They're, they can just buy in that marketplace and you get the customer information, you know, what they bought. Um, you obviously also get the money, but like, you know, you get you get the, the address and where you have to send the stuff, right? And, and so this company, Modern Solution, which is from Gelsenkirchen, which is, you know, in the war area, which is very close to where I am right now, um, they provide this, interface right you install their software um and then it uh it does this for you um now this programmer um who um was working on similar software i I think he actually worked at modern solution at some point but i'm not quite 100 percent uh certain of that but like um Anyway, he uh, he was he was working for a customer, debugging their software. Right, he was uh, weird things were going on with the software. And he was like, you know, like any good, um, you know, IT guy. Like I used to do back in the day when I did like kind of support like this, network support and software support. Um, you kind of use part of the IT security t- toolkit, right? He was like, something weird's going on. Uh, on this network with the software, so he used like yeah, I don't know Wireshark or whatever to look at the traffic because he tried to debug the software. Which you know, if you have you know an executable from a company and you can't look, you can't. It's not your software. You can't look in there. Like you can't debug it, right? Um, so often the first step is like, you know, let's see what actually goes over the network. And it was like, oh, this is weird. There's some like re- unencrypted uh, information here, um, or like you know, just transport secure but like easily decrypted and um so what he figured out is that their software um so you install it on your system and it opens an sql and people who know a little bit about software development it security they will already like roll their eyes because it opens an IT, uh, sql um connection over the internet to like their service and this like syncs back and forth the customer data right from that you know whatever shop you like from your online store to like their system which then links it to you know these marketplaces um and (laughs) yeah so so he figured out that this was not really well secured so so you you could actually access this customer information that was synced over this connection which already was a problem uh, but the much bigger problem was that the software used a hard-coded login that was hard-coded in the in the software that you install in your system to open this connection, and you could actually get the password um, from the web from the network traffic. But you could also get it 
from just simply uh, decompiling the software. And um, this was a problem because that this password was the same for all instances of the software, which means um, not only could people access like this connection and the, the, the user, like the customer data you're syncing, but you could use it to basically log into this modern solution company servers and get all the customer data. And by that, I mean, not the customers of the company, which are online stores, the customers that buy things. So you went to Check24 and bought something, right? Then your data um, at a company that was hooked up to this modern solution software, right? Your, your data was on their servers and everybody could just access this. Um, so this IT security guy, uh, like wrote the company and said, you know, guys, you have a very, you have very bad security on your software. This is like really bad. This is like a really, like hundreds of thousands of customer records are basically openly accessible because anybody, and you could, I actually have a copy of the vulnerable software because at the time you could download it off their website. So even non-customers of Modern Solution could download that binary, extract the password, and then get access to all this data. So um, they, um, yeah, so so the, the company didn't like react really well. They were like, nah, this isn't true. It's all, it's all secure. <laughs> you know, like companies that are just kind of not good at this kind of react, right? This is not, our, this is not a problem, whatever. Um, so this security researcher went to uh, a blogger who's a German blogger who's relatively relatively well known in the space and explained everything and then the blogger like at the on the same day like wrote, emailed the company and said they also had phone calls and he was like you know guys this uh, security vulnerability fixed this and the company fixed it but the blogger and this I, this security researcher went public with the information now like i think 20 within 24 hours after telling the company which is it's not a very professional way to do this right um if that guy had contacted me i would have explained to him yes okay i'm going to verify this is a security vulnerability i'm going to tell the company that the press is looking at this but then we need to give them time to fix it right and then we can write the story uh at the point when they have fixed their servers that's what's called responsible disclosure. You're um, uh, confidentially disclosing the security vulnerability, giving the company enough time to fix it. And, you know, there's discussions on how long that time is. There's, you know, it's like the Google Zero Day Initiative, which has a very stringent, like very short time period. There are people who advocate longer times. But anyway, responsible disclosure means you only go public once the security vulnerability is fixed. Um, now they did that, so the, it was fixed by the time the story came out from his blogger, but it's, it was a very short time. So that wasn't very well done. But it was responsible disclosure. Um, so now what this company did, um, instead of just, you know, like a good company would have said, wow, this is great that you found this here. Uh, have, I don't know, 10,000 euros. Have 2,000 euros. Have a t-shirt. You know, anything. Here's a... Here's a 100 euro Apple store, Amazon gift voucher. You know, that would have at least been something. It wouldn't have been much. It wouldn't have been, you know, for a security vulnerability of that 
magnitude uh, would have been laughable, but it would have been a nice gesture at least. Um, now what they did is they um, actually uh, went to the police and um, actually um, said, well, this guy hacked us. Um, you know, uh, the, they actually went and uh, I, I'm, I'm blanking on the on, on on the English word. I don't. I've been, I haven't been doing this. Uh, you know, I haven't enough. So my my English is. Uh, what what is that? What is unsign? What 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 is that? What's, why can't I remember this word? What the hell's wrong with me? Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess they fi filed a complaint with the police. I guess that's what, what you would say. Um, but, you know, they, they went and, you know, this guy did something illegal and um, hacked our service. Now, this company is filled with not very intelligent people. I think so much is clear. And that's not how you deal with people um, disclosing security vulnerabilities to you. Um no matter if you think they're kind of idiots or, or they did that wrong or they didn't do it very nicely, whatever. You don't do that um, because this guy is a good guy. He told you, you know, he didn't go on the on some black dark web forum and, you know, dark web and equals. Some hacker forum and sell this, right? Like he could have kind of fucking sold the security vulnerability to some people or download the data and sell that. Or whatever. I mean, this is not a zero-day vulnerability that you'd get a lot of money for, but, like, he didn't do that. Um, he did the right thing, so he's a good guy. He might have done it in a weird way, you know, but that happens. Nerds, you know, software developers, IT security guys, gals, you know, sometimes they're a bit weird. You know, they got ADHD or whatever. Some of them, uh, you know, I dealt with some people that were clearly on, like, some kind of autism spectrum. Um, they're obviously often not very good with social, um, intersocial things. But, you know, who cares? Like, he did the right thing. So, you, you, you know, but what they did is, like, um, turn them off to the police. Now... I don't blame the police for investigating because I know how the legal system works. Like the police has to investigate. Like that's the law. Like that's their, you know, that, that that's their whole reason for being. So that that is not, I wasn't criticizing that. I, I wrote a column back in the day where basically I criticized uh, the, the DA, like the district attorney, uh, the Staatsanwaltschaft. Um, and it, this ended up with the uh, Staatsanwaltschaft Köln. And um, they should have dropped the case, right? They should have never raided his house. Like, if they knew what they were doing and they, they'd read all of this, I'm sure, like, I, I'm, I, I don't think you can come to the conclusion that this guy is a malicious hacker. Um, no matter what the company says, um, if you know, if you have some technical knowledge, right, and you dig into how they secured, in air quotes, this password and why the security vulnerability happened, you figure out that the guy's right. <laughs> like, he is right. This is, like, you know. Um, and even if, like, even if you have the suspicion that he actually accessed that the customer data, which would be illegal, um, I think you should give him some leeway because he was obviously doing security research um, and he was doing it for a good cause, which is evident by telling the fucking company about it. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> if he was a bad guy, if he was a real like black hat, he wouldn't have told the company about the security vulnerability. And anybody who knows anything about IT security know that. Okay, okay, the district attorney's office, it's not their speciality, but they should have people who know this kind of thing, or they should ask people. Anyway, so they went and said, no, we're doing an investigation, and they busted into the guy's house. Um, you know, he's a freelancer like me, he just works from home. They busted into his place, took his computer, uh, his, his like, four laptops, I think, his mobile phone, uh, and, like, any, like, hard drives that were lying around, like, external hard drives, USB sticks, whatever. And they've kept this for ages. They actually gave it back to him uh, a few months ago, which is the new development in the story. Well, this is one of the new developments in the story. But they took it, they kept it for years, right? And the guy, the amazing thing, I reported on this back in the day, the guy was actually helping them. He was like, I'm going to give you the passwords. You can look at the shit. Right? There's nothing illegal on there. You can. He actually cooperated. You know, that, that would be more than I would do because I would, I think... Uh, um, I feel like I'm legally uh, and especially morally obliged as a journalist to protect my sources. So I would never give the police any passwords. Um, but okay, <laughs> um, he actually helped them. And um, at, like, at the very latest at that point, they should have dropped the case. Should have gone, nah, this is not something we, we are trying to get into court. Um, it's bad enough for him. Like what the, what the company basically did, and I, I wrote this in, in the column, I understand what the police needs to do. I understand what the district attorney's office needs to do. I understand what their roles are. But the problem that happened here is that a guy did the right thing. He might have done it in a some suboptimal con uh, um, you know, situation or like some, in a suboptimal way, but he basically did the right thing. Um, I know what the letter of the law is, right? But this company basically used the state executive to punish this guy. Because it's it's enough for like to have your like if you're a freelancer like me you got all your equipment seized you already you can't work, right? You have to buy new equipment all of that. It's like a huge burden. Like there's some data on there that you might need. Um, he was actually uh, at some point uh, talking about, um, I think even publicly. I'm not going to name the guy because we don't do this in Germany. Um, but like I think he was generally publicly talking about that. He was like talking to the police is like. I mean, you have all my stuff. You have all my passwords. I need some files that are on there, like for customers. Can you get me some of the files? Um, yeah. So, so basically, uh, the, the, in this case, you know, the, a company that's kind of shitty, doing shitty things, basically used the state to punish this guy. Um, and that was kind of like the, the the stuff I, you know, this is all recap. This is what I talked about last time as well. Now, the new development, um, I wrote a story uh, for Heiser on this. Uh, I don't even know. Oh, yeah, I should probably go to the, get like a reader mode thing open here um, because because annoying ads. But like uh, I wrote a story um, on the 9th of June about this. And like the the latest development in this case is like, was um, so the, the district, so the Staatsanwaltschaft, the district attorney's office in Cologne, uh, went to the um, to the Amtsgericht, which is the lowest circuit of courts uh, in Germany, uh, the Amtsgericht uh, Jülich, and um, tried to bring this to trial. And the actual court, uh, the Amtsgericht Jülich, um, turned down the case, which, you know, this is something I really like about uh, the German legal system. 
um, because we expect judges to like be intelligent and um, there's like a there's like a burden uh, to bring a case before a court in Germany um, if it's like utter nonsense um, the judge will will often say well no this is like obviously not like they will check they will do a pre-check on the on the actual um, legality of everything they will be like no this is obviously if we bring this to court um you know this this is going to get turned down for that reason like we shouldn't even take this case and this is especially the case like this this is a criminal case right um they uh charged him with some really serious uh, criminal offenses that actually uh, you know you might get jail time for um you know for basically uh, illegal access to computer systems which is like a german this like the hacking uh uh laws about hacking um and so they turned it down like the the judge uh that was in charge of looking at this said um that uh they we cannot um we don't see the like the the um the 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 bar for hacking is not reached in this case because the 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 data wasn't secured um i'm going to try to translate this with, which is like kind of legal german um but they said because there there is a crime of like accessing illegal data um but under this law um only data is included that is especially protected against um un, 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 unlawful or uh, un, un, un um uh unauthorized access so you have to so this only this like hacking computer hacking only um in the in the current understanding of the law and this wasn't the case of you know, 10 years ago or whatever like the, the law or like 20 years ago the law has developed like or the the no the law actually is much the same but like the understanding of the law how it's interpreted has changed like not ex like if i have a server and i put like some customer data on the server publicly accessible and somebody downloads that then to to a court this is not hacking because the the problem was me like not the guy who accessed it i was putting the i was just like putting the data there right um so i'm actually the guy who's probably at fault but like the guy who downloads it um you know that might just be that might not, that's probably not illegal because the data wasn't protected um and they said specifically this like to to, to you know to to reach the the you know the level to consider this action illegal um does preclude that the the guy who didn't want his data access has um done some work to protect like they say that there needs to be some something needs to have happened some work needs to have been done that objectively means that that easy access to this data has been blocked and they said in this case um, we do not follow the, the district attorney's office that just a password means, you know, there's been adequate protection. And this is actually, um, if I actually looked into this, this is, this is current, um, under, like current interpretation of the law by most German courts um, that, you know, most courts have ruled that just having a password doesn't mean the status adequately protected. Like this is the same in like, 
um, GDPR cases, right? Uh, if you don't protect user data enough and just having a password, if the password is just like penis, uh, then that is not adequate protection. And, and they say that not every password in every case means that the data has been effectively protected. That's what the court says here. Like if it is too, e too simple or if it's standardized, um, then actually somebody accessing this data is not illegal in the terms of like this hacking thing. I mean, don't understand me wrong. Um, they, they're just dealing with this charge that the district attorney's office um, and I'm not a lawyer, obviously, but like, um, th this is not legal advice, <laughs> obviously. But like, um, you know, they, they they don't say that, like, if you access some data that's on the internet, they're not saying that that's not illegal. They're saying that that's not hacking. Like, under this, what the, it's, it's like, um, um, uh, unbefugter Zugriff auf Computersystem, I think is the German term. Like, unauthorized access to, computer systems like it's not it doesn't fulfill that specific uh you know uh charge you know getting that data or like um, spreading that data further selling that data that might all be illegal having that data might be illegal what they're saying is that because this one adequately protected with a good password um this this what the district attorney's office is saying that that the IT security guy hacked their system, um, that is just not the case. Um, as in 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 the opinion of this court and of this judge who said um, we're turning down this case, we're not even taking this case on. Now, what what happened now is that this is how the German legal system works in in criminal cases. So a case is generally brought before the Amtsgericht, the lowest kind of court, and then can be decided or can be turned down. The court says, we're not taking this case. Um, and then that can be it. Like the district attorney's office or whoever, you know, can say, no, okay, we're, we're giving up at this point. Um, but they can also um, appeal to the next higher court, which in this case, the Landgericht, which is kind of like the county court. It's, you know, Amtsgericht is like the, um, the, the, I don't know. An Amt is like the, 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 you know, the department of a city, right? It's like the city court kind of. And this is kind of like the, the, the county or the, the, the state court. In this case, um, the Landgericht Aachen. Um, and what the district attorney's office did was actually appeal. To the Landgericht Aachen. So they said, we're not in, in accordance with what this judge thinks. We still think this is a crime and we want to bring this case. They could have also done this, by the way, if this was if this actually went to court and was decided and the court would have said, okay, this guy um, is not guilty, then they could have done this as well. They could have also appealed. But in this case, they're appealing against the court saying this is actually not a crime. They're saying the specific thing that you're charging this guy with is not a crime because, you know, they didn't secure their software enough. And, yeah, uh, and, and this kind of baffles me, I got to say. This, like, really baffles me um, because, in my opinion, the district attorney's office in Cologne should have known um, they shouldn't even have brought this to court in the first place. They should have known that 
this is not a crime, that this is a company trying to punish a guy, a company that, that did not secure their software adequately, um, a company that kind of did shitty software quality, to be honest, you know, um, a company that, I th as far as I know, um, they stopped talking to me at some point, uh, but as far as, and very angrily, by the way, uh, you can already, like I could tell in, in my exchange with them um, that they were not very reasonable. So it, like in hindsight, didn't surprise me that they, you know, tried to get this guy in jail, right? Because imagine, imagine you're writing software, right? Where, you, where you're distributing a binary to your clients um, that opens an SQL connection to your server where like hundreds of thousands of customer information is stored and you put a standard password in that, which, and by the way, um, I've looked into the software myself. If you look at that password, you just like facepalm. Um, but like, that's not even the problem. It could have been a secure password. The problem is hard coding that into the client. That's like, we, we that's like, in, that's been a no-go for like software for like 25 years now. Like literally the quarter of a century. We don't do this. Like the, the, any anybody who does like, does like a basic course in IT security infrastructure for software development knows this. You don't do that because you know, oh, I'm just compiling this code into a binary and then it's connect. That's what decompilers are for. Like you can easily find it. And like using a decompiler is like the kindergarten step, right? There is fucking software that basically decompiles binaries to action. It just finds passwords. It's what it does. It's like, you know, there's like some hacker tools and air quotes um, that are geared to this, that look for strings that look like passwords. <laughs> I mean, this is like, a, I, you know, I, I did some of this to verify the story and I could do that. I could get to that password. And if I can get to that password, God help you. <laughs> I'm not a hacker. I'm not even a, a good programmer. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've listened to security now for a few years, basically. <laughs> and if I can do that, like, my God. Um, so this is, this is a company that does, like, really shitty software. And then they're like, oh, my God, they're butthurt. Because some guy just, just closed, like, helped them. They were, like... The only thing they needed to do is go to the guy. Thank you for this. Here's a hundred bucks. Um, <laughs> we're going to fix this and then just shut up about it. And like, it's so embarrassing. You don't go to the fucking police, right? And they have to obviously disclose to the police. I happen to know this, like this shit. And they're like going to the police and saying basically, hey, we secured this password. And I don't know, but apparently the police and the district attorney's office believed them because they, they brought this to court. Like, they should have dropped this. Like, like for the, for the for, I mean, maybe I'm naive, right? I know that the police needs to investigate. The police is not concerned with the spirit of the law, right? If you ever, if you ever seen the, um, there's a very good YouTube video. I bring this up on every podcast I do at least once a year, I feel like. But like, it's a really good um I think it's from a video from, I think it's a Harvard professor. It's like a, a lawyer who's also a professor at law school who gives a one hour, 45 minute talk about how, why you shouldn't talk to the police. And basically the, the gist is the police job is to, 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 to investigate things and to, to find people they think did things. They are not concerned with the spirit of the law. Generally, they're a letter of the law kind of agency. 
right? They're looking at the law. They're they're interpreting it generally very, um, very very straightforward and 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 almost doggedly, right? So they don't. They're not they're not being paid to to judge if something you know is is bad. That's what courts do. But also the, the district attorney's office, because their job is to like coordinate the police, right? And their job is to look at, is this actually a crime? Like, and, and their job, in my opinion, is to actually look at the spirit of the law. And in the spirit of the law, this guy did the right thing, right? Even if he, it's kind of like, you know, I'm obviously biased because I'm a journalist and I'm an IT security journalist. It's like, like sometimes journalists break the law, right? Um, Watergate's a good example. You know, there, 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 are, there are times when journalists kind of, or they skirt legality, right? Um, but generally in a, uh, <laughs> in a democratic society under the rule of law, we've generally decided that, um, you know, sometimes you can get, or often you, you should let journalists get away with these things if they, if they do it in the pursuit of the common good. Like if they, you know, if if they, uh, for example, they might buy information from an informant, where doing that might be illegal. But like, if if what they get, if they do that to to get the truth, right, and to to publish the truth and to just, um, you know, uh, 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 expose corruption or in the government or wherever else or in a company or whatever, um, then we generally have decided that that is okay. Um, because that's kind of a journalist's job. And so German courts are like this as well. Like, you know, um, there have been cases where, where especially IT security journalists have done like things that would under the letter of the law fall, fall under this, what this guy is accused of as well, you know, hacking computer systems. But um, for example, if a, journal, if, if, if a journalist gets information from somebody um you know, some IT security specialist about the security vulnerability, the journalists will have to verify it. And sometimes to do that, you have to log in to some server with like this vulnerability, which is illegal. But, you know, the journalist is doing it to to verify his story, which is which is good for society, right? It's good for everybody because it gets you to the truth and kind of has to do that because at the... And I've seen this personally time and time again, when you as a journalist contact the company they immediately shut down, you know, they fix the security vulnerability very quickly. This is why security, IT security people come to us because they go to the company, the company doesn't take them seriously. They just stall them for like weeks or months and then they go to the press and the press rings them and suddenly something happens. But you kind of, if you're a good journalist, here's the trick of the trade, you verify the security vulnerability before you tell the company because the first thing they do is they're going to fix it or they're going to take whatever vulnerable system offline so you can't verify it. And sometimes when you do that, you might do something that's illegal. But generally, these kind of when the when when the police would find that out or and go to the district attorney's office, generally they would say, "Well, we're not bringing this to court. We're not charging a journalist with this crime, which is you know, in the letter of the law they might have done. But the spirit of the law clearly does not cover this case. And to me, this is the same. Like the spirit of the law doesn't cover this because this guy didn't have bad intentions very clearly." Um, now the company has claimed, um, that he was working on a, um, 
on a uh, alternative software that he was kind of a competitor to them, right? That that I think they've even kind of alleged that he um, stole some business secrets from them uh, to make competitive software. Now, this might all be true, but it has nothing to do with the criminal side, right? To me, if they, this company believes that, they should bring a civil court against this programmer, which I think would be okay. Um, and then, you know, it's civil court and there's different rules apply and whatever. Um, but that does not apply to this criminal case, I think. I don't think you can justify, well, that's, that's why he did hacking. He fucking told you about the security wall. That's the, that's the thing, right? How can you claim at that point that, that he was violating like the spirit of the law? So I think the district attorney's office should have said, we're not even bringing this. They did, right? And then the court fucking said, no, <laughs> you know, this is not a crime. This is not covered by under by our understanding of this crime because this company fucked up their software they have, they they can't fucking code so no this wasn't hacking what does the DA's office do they escalate this to the next bigger court drives me up the wall like at that point you're you're being used by this company to punish this guy this is this is ridiculous this is laughable this should never be in court now um I don't know if the uh, Landgericht Aachen is going to take this um, this case uh, from everything I know. Um, well, they haven't told me. Um, they have been kind of stalling me. They're, they're like, I, I, I've been writing to them. They're like, well, you know, we're deciding. And I'm like, when is the decision due? And they're like, well, we, we're waiting for written statements. And for that deadline to expire, I'm like, when is that deadline? <laughs> they're not telling me. So I don't know. Um, I have told them uh, that 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 the interest of this, and this is actually true, uh, the interest on the, in this in this case in Germany, at least in the you know, in the as we call it the Fachpresse, you know, guys, I generally write for Heiser, you know, the the specialized press, and like among software developers and IT security people, is relatively high, because if this case actually goes through, it will you know if if this guy gets. Uh, convicted, it would it would be a very bad precedent. Um, I think it's already way too easy for companies to just like you know um, just go to the police and if they don't like you and say like this guy uh, stole our software and then to figure that out the police or like you know downloaded some shit to figure that out the police will have to seize your equipment and then you're sitting there without the equipment. That's already very. I think the 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 bar to to do that should actually be a lot higher. Of course, a judge signed that, right? They had a warrant to take his stuff. I think that's also a problem um, at that point. Uh, I think the judge sh shouldn't have signed that, but that's much much more specialized. And, you know, that's actually hard because, you know, I, I understand the other side there as well. Like if you take too many powers away from the police to actually go and, you know, go somewhere and, and seize the stuff, then it wouldn't actually... Actually, catch criminals, but in this case, we're not talking about a criminal, which was obvious. Um, I actually had access at some point to the internal um, files from the police on this case, and uh, it's hilarious because, like, it's you know how they like they're basically dated, like you know, police files are dated, and you can see that like every month or so, some guy would 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 get this file from from the you know tower of files look at it and then write like a one page thing 
put it on top and put it back in the in the in the in the, in the file hell and several of these have like handwritten notes that say oh this is urgent this is and then next next month is still urgent and it because it took them like from the time um the story was published um you know their original story about security vulnerability and the company actually saying this guy hacked our systems to actually searching his place took like i think six months it took several months and you know if that guy was a real hacker like he would have deleted all the like he they would have like actually the judge should have said you know we're not giving you a warrant to search this guy's home because there you will find you won't find anything if that guy's actually a criminal like you'll have deleted all the evidence by now like why keep it like what like and like if he kept it it'll be it'll be encrypted and you won't get access to it anyway and the fucking guy gave him the passwords he collaborated but that's like the next that's like the final indicator where you're like okay uh, this guy's not a malicious criminal hacker like they don't they don't give us the password <laughs> i mean uh I, I actually i personally don't understand why he gave him the password but i guess you know it's kind of like that don't talk to the police thing most people don't understand that they don't understand that the only thing you can do is like incriminate yourself that's literally the only thing you can do that's why you don't do that um yeah like it's it's there's no upside to you in talking to the police there's there's immense danger and no upside which is why you don't do it um and this is why you don't give them the password to your stuff because you know under under <laughs> Um, under the rule of law and uh, you know Western democratic systems, if they have a blob of unencrypted files, I mean they try this and politicians try this a lot, and the police also like when they when they actually interrogate people, they will do. It. They're like, well, the fact that we can't look into this is suspicious, is it not? It kind of proves that you did something wrong. No, that's not how the law works. <laughs> it might be suspicious, but you know lots of things are suspicious. I don't like your mustache, sir. That's uh, mighty suspicious mustache um you know that's kind of that like it's not like that doesn't incriminate you the fact that there's a blob of so pseudo random noise that nobody can look into is just like you know could be anything in there you can't say like oh the fact we can't look into this so you must be doing illegal things in there um no <laughs> it's not how law works um yeah so so this is this this is what has happened um i'm actually gonna update you on this once i um you know i'm gonna write about this obviously once i figure out you know we'll we'll see um if this goes to trial then then that'll be very interesting i kind of hope that the uh landgericht aachen uh says no uh we concur we concur with the amtsgericht jülich and uh, we think this is not this, this wasn't a crime and i think if i am correctly informed about the German legal process um, at that point. I'm not a lawyer, obviously. This is not legal advice. Still, don't talk to the police. That's just common sense. <laughs> um, you know, in, in, in that case, uh, I think the case dead. I think it's not, they can't appeal again. I don't, I don't think you can appeal twice in that case. Um, that would be good because this needs to go away. This is fucking, it's fucking atrocious. Um, but hey, that's that's the way it goes. But I thought this was interesting. I thought you should update you on this. I thought this was a quick thing I could throw in here uh, without actually having to do too much work because um, 
to be honest, uh, I'll, I'll still have a shitload to do. I'm sitting in my office. If you if you saw my office right now, it's like I actually can't take pictures of it. Otherwise, I would like post a picture on the forum. But there's like lots of confidential stuff lying around here. I think. Um, I mean, it's also like books by uh, Yates and Tennyson and shit. But uh, <laughs> it's also there's also just like random shit like pens and files and open suitcases and power banks and cables and boxing gloves and it looks like it looks like hell and it won't get any better uh, in the next few weeks but um, I hope very much that I can be back come back to you with another podcast in about two weeks time um, as as soon as I can um, I want to reassure you once again that this podcast is not going away um, I, I love doing it and I, I will continue to do it whenever I can um and yeah and with that uh, maybe we should quickly talk about the feedback mm. not actual feedback but how you can contact me um which is first and foremost the forum but you can just go to pro oh i haven't said oh i'm so bad I can't do this anymore. Private citizen of press. It's the website. with all the show notes is on there, including to this episode. And there's also a link to, you know, a contact page where, you know, it's my email address. There's like a encrypted whistleblower contact form. I've actually gotten some really good information in there lately about some things I'm um, researching now, which is really cool. So thanks for that, anonymous people. Um, but there's also the forum at forum.fab.industries. Um, you can also, there's some really cool people on there. You can talk to them or you can talk to me. And I kind of want to know um, what you want me to cover. That would be nice if you have any any input. And, and don't, uh, don't be afraid uh, for it to be out there, right? I like to cover stuff that other people don't cover. I mean, the worst thing that can, I will not laugh at you. The worst thing that can happen is like, I just don't, don't cover it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like there are no silly questions opening another beer here um yeah um please let me know or if you if you have anything else you just want to want to want to tell me about the show how things are going on on in your neck of the woods please do i'm very interested in this kind of stuff and that's basically it about the feedback so let's talk about the supporters that have been supporting me even though i haven't put shows out which is quite amazing Um, yeah, so this podcast produced under the value for value model, which means it's uh, presented to you free of charge and you don't have to do anything. But if you want, you can support me. Um, the chief way is Patreon, but uh, you can also do so via PayPal. It's just, um, you know, if you want to know the details of that, just, you know, contact me. Um, also, if you want to write me, uh, email. Um, yeah, that wouldn't be on a forum because that's public. But like, I guess you could send me a private message on the forum, but generally, you know, if you wanna if you wanna email me or whatever, tell me some stuff that I shouldn't put on the show, or if I should put your name with the feedback, please just tell me. I will do that. Um, in the spirit of you know being a being a good journalist and and um, protecting sources and all of that, I, I respect. Uh, I always respect these requests. 
So yeah, um, you can do that. Um, well, anyway, you can be a patron, but you can also use use PayPal. Just write me an email. I'll tell you. I mean, the the PayPal email address is uh, produ producers at fab.industries. It's not really a secret. Producers at fab.industries if you want to pitch in, um, which some people have done, so you can do that. And um, with that, I would like to thank all my supporters. Um, this includes my Twitch subscribers, by the way, as I'm streaming this live. Um, once again, uh, I, I would like to thank you as well. You're also helping out. You can do that with, you know, Amazon Prime, like Prime Gaming, whatever, for free, actually. You can subscribe to one channel. You can subscribe to mine. Uh, we got some amazing new emojis on the Twitch channel, which uh, and an avatar. I've got a new avatar, which was made by Pewee, which is an amazing uh, artist from Germany. She's, she's great. She did some great work on that, so uh, pretty proud of that. But yeah, so I, I thank those people, but I also thank my Patreon subscribers and... Uh, I really I can't stress this enough. I I um I'm I'm incredibly grateful that you're supporting the show even though I haven't put out episodes. I promise to put out more episodes. I just can't promise when and how many, but I will be doing as many as I can. Uh, I promise you that. You know, just financial difficulties and stuff means that sometimes I need to prioritize other things that just, you know get me money more directly and some more money to be honest, um, because you know I kind of have to pay the bills as well um so uh but um i appreciate this very much that you you know you're helping out um and especially in times where i'm not releasing episodes so uh, thank you very much for that so i would like to thank my showrunner sir galtaran uh salute go goes out to you sir no gender royalty um i'm honored to have you um i'm also honored to have my executive producers one i one one g Butterbeans, Jaroslav Lichtblau, Rizel, Sandman616, Supervising Producers, Avis, Bennett Piata, Dave, IKN, Jackie Plage, Jonathan M. Hitai, Krunkel, Michael Mullen Jensen, and Tobias Weber. And my producers, Andrew Davidson, Astro C, Barry Williams, Cam, Captain Akat, David Potter, Dirk Didi, Fadi Mansour, Florian Pigorsch, Joe Poser, Mika, Mr. Amish, RJ Tracy, and Robert Forster. And I misspelled something in the show notes, and I should fix that before I forget. That needs to be comma, not a full stop. Um, I would also, uh, I'm also very, very thankful to my associate producers, D. Jonathan Johanssonen. My show notes are just crapping out. Just give me a second, I need to fix this. This is nothing on your end, it's just my development environment that I'm running the show notes in before I'm publishing them has been a bit flaky recently. Anyway, um, I would like to thank my associate producers, D, Jonathan, Johan Sonnen, Kaisius, Ricky M, Steve Hose, and Vlad. And I would like to also thank um, my additional supporter, Eric Lillet. Eric actually uh, used PayPal. So thank you, Eric. I received your uh, yearly contribution, as he says. Uh, he's buying me a coffee every month, and that's amazing. And that's all I need. Uh, it's just, you know, it doesn't matter what you pitch in, if you pitch in, even if you don't pitch in. If you listen, I'm happy that you listen. Just write some feedback. Tell me you're listening. I mean, I see the downloads, but are people actually listening? If you just want to write in and say, hey, my name is, I don't know. I don't even want to tell you my name. I'm just some guy and I'm listening. That's awesome too. I'm, I'm happy for, oh God, I'm going to get a billion emails now. 
Yeah, that's okay. I'll, I'll be happy about that. My, my inbox is fucked anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so fucked. I've got like a thousand unread emails. You just don't want to know. Um, the curse of a journalist. <laughs> um, that's the new email address that I've, that I've only been using since like 2018. Jeez. Um, yes, thanks everybody once again. Uh, I appreciate it very much. I'm I'm, I'm very happy to have you. Um, thank you very much. Um, yeah, and with that, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna run uh, and do some other shit. I hope uh, this little uh, episode kind of brightened your day and brought some useful information to you. Even even if it's only that Fab isn't that, and Fab might do some more podcasts in the future. Fab's really trying. Code monkey. Code monkey, get up, get coffee. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to play us out with uh, a song by Will Harrison, which if I've played some songs from before. He's uh, one of my favorite epidemic sound artists. He's like an um, acoustic guitar guy. This is some really nice blues. It's called New No Future. Um, kind of fits with the current... Uh, feeling that a lot of people seem to have i i feel i had recently i wrote a quick blog note about this um my box at fab.industries by the way in case you don't know but like i had my um my my iphone weather app um it's been warning like this is the official um apple like weather widget right and it's been warnings all the time but like i had a new one the other day which was moderate temperature warning they're like oh it might be like 27 degrees, <laughs> which is like, it's July. Like it's, that's, I wrote a like little snippy blog comment about this, like, you know, a bit um, like sarcastic because like back in the day, I don't even know what a moderate temperature warning is. Like, why would you warn from moderate temperatures anywhere? But like, I don't know what that is, but back in the day, we just called it summer. <laughs> Like, 27 degrees in July is just normal. And I had some guy chime in from Brisbane who's like, this is like winter temperatures in fucking Queensland. I was like, yeah, it is. I actually should be telling this to people. They're like, oh my God, it's going to be 38 degrees in Germany. We're going to die. And I'm like, mate, <laughs> mate, that's just normal in Australia. Like, I've actually been... Um, been, uh, been writing back and forth with somebody in some Twitch chat, in some Twitch channel, where they were like, oh, this is really bad, it's really unhealthy. I'm like, how is this unhealthy? Have you ever been to Thailand? There's people who live in this heat all year. Like, it's not unhealthy. Like, your body just, and the human body is a remarkable thing. They're like, yeah, but like, I'm like, it's fucking normal in Australia. They have that every summer. It's like, but yeah, but they're adapted to it. I'm like, they were fucking convicts from Europe. They got there like 200 years ago. It's not like they've, been evolutionary <laughs> like they've been there's been evolution at work it's been 200 years they're just not as fucking pansy as germans right stop whinging mate <laughs> just it's warm all right you sweat all right you're but like your 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 skin your, your forehead gets shiny you're transpiring who cares I remember when I was in Australia, like in 2000, 2000, 2001, when I went there as an exchange student, I was amazed because, you know, back then to me, that was like hot, right? It was getting summer in Queensland. I'm like, holy shit, it's 38 degrees. We don't have an aircon in school. Like, this is really hot. And then I go home from school and I noticed like that there were people, there were like delivery drivers and I think postmen who had to wear long pants. 
Like that was just their uniform. And it like it got like 40 degrees. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. And they're still wearing long pants. They had short sleeve shirts and shirts and summer. But they were wearing long pants, shirts, and ties. And they were just getting on with it. <laughs> there was no fucking whinging. There was like, I can't die. Yeah, John's are like, look how hot it is in Death Valley, says Astros. Yeah. Right, that's why it's called Death Fucking Valley. <laughs> oh God, it's uh, so bad. It's like it's it's. I mean, the, I get the journalists right; they're just shitty human beings, and they're just trying to get clicks. But like normal people read that, just turn on your your brain. Like they're literally going. It's thirty six degrees in July. It's global warming. And I'm like, we had 36... I remember when I was in, in Germany, okay. I'm, I'm going to stop the show in a bit. Just some rants. Here's some free fat rants for you at the end of the show. Right? I remember specifically, we have in Germany, we have a thing called Hitzefrei. Hitzefrei. It's like heat holiday. If it gets too hot in summer, the, the government will decide that it's too hot for school and you can go home. And sometimes they're like, oh, it's going to be this hot today. You don't have to go to school, which was amazing as a kid, right? You wanted that. It was like, hits of fry, yeah, yeah, we're just going to go to the pool. No school today, right? We, I specifically remember we only had that. When I went to high school, we, that, that the government specified that this was only, would only happen when it was 38 degrees. It had to be 38 degrees, which... You know, it was kind of rare. But it happened. I can remember it happening like several times, like at least three, four years. Um, so so this was like in the 90s. We're talking like 96, 97. And now it's like 38 degrees and it's like record temperatures. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, we had it subscribe back in the day. Like this is, I mean, it happens more now. I'm not saying it's not warmer now and it's not drier now, but like it's not... It's not world-changingly worse. It's not like, oh, it's the first... They literally act like it's the first time it's 38 degrees. I'm like, it was 38 degrees 30 years ago. <laughs> Jesus, I'm old. <laughs> it's hilarious. Anyway, yeah, so... Um, it's just craziness. So it's the end. It's no future. It's the end of the world. No future by Will Harrison. Um, I'm going to see you soon, hopefully. Soonish. I'm going to see you again. I promise that. I will do another episode. <laughs> I promise it now. If I don't die from the from the heat in Italy, I will do another episode, all right? I, I promise you that much. Aim to misbehave. <laughs> <laughs>